0: Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship.
1: Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your chief lounge lizard, and your host for this episode of the show. We are going to be talking about the best of the best this week, the games of the year for 2010. Some really, really good ones on there. And since we're talking about games of the year, I figured, uh, the best thing to do would be to have some gamers come in and also our publisher. So joining me in the lounge today is, uh, Kelly Adams. Kelly Adams, who has been so busy. She hasn't joined us in like a month. But, uh, Kelly, welcome back to the lounge today.
2: Oh, it's good to be back.
1: <laughs> it's good to have you back. Uh, also joining us is, uh, uh, William White, also known as Billy. Billy, uh, how are you doing today?
0: Doing fine. Thanks, John. Good.
1: And Billy's going to be starting a brand new feature with us soon, uh, which is uh, he's already been doing the Time Waster reviews, which are cute little games. And they're on the Facebook page. And uh, Billy, you've already been collecting lots of hate mail from that. So it'd be cool to it'd be cool to bring that into the main site every week uh, on Saturdays. So I yep. hope I'm excited. About, I hope you're excited about that. And Nate, Nate Woolley, our publisher. Now, Nate, uh thank you for joining us today.
3: Sure, thanks, John. And
1: one of the things, of course, when we're talking about Game of the Year is, Nate, why don't you tell us why our Game of the Year is better than anybody else's because of the way that we do
3: it. We like to have a transparent system that allows uh, the users, our readers, to vote on things. And we've been doing it for almost 15 years now, and I like to think it's gotten some attention and it imparts some real, uh you know, some real import to it as opposed to, you know, well who's advertising most this month they win sort of thing <laughs> that's true that's true the not not to not to put too fine a point on it or point any fingers but come on give me a break.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. And it's funny I I've actually gotten some mail from people that were that were asking me like, "Hey, how could you award this game for a game of the year in this category? I didn't like it at all." And I'm like, "You know what? I had nothing to do with it." <laughs> so, well, I did have something to do with it, but we had almost 50,000 votes this year. So, I was I was one vote. I was a tiny little vote of uh so so I can pull the, "Hey, he's not my president. I didn't vote for him."
3: line. Hey, It's a lot easier now that the system does a tally When it was you and I all those years ago, adding up all the emails. Oh God, I
1: don't even remember. It was like an IBM punch card machine. We were like, okay, how big is the pile for this game? Okay, how big is the pile for this game? Yeah, it's much easier now. But let's get. Go- They're awful close. Start counting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so let's uh, let's go down the list, and we'll announce the games of the year, and then I'll ask if either if anybody has any comments on them, because there were a couple surprises this year. So, Um, And, of course, anybody can see what the Games of the Year were. um, It's right there on our our homepage. You just go to GameIndustry.com, and up in the upper left corner, you will see a Gin Game of the Year Winners button. You click on that, and it will list them all for you, along with a uh, short paragraph that explains why uh, that game was chosen, or at least, well, it was chosen because people voted for it, but... um, we I tried to sort of guess why people were voting for different games, so we'll see how that goes um but the first uh the first uh, category which is always a hot category and has never really lightened up at all uh, over the ups and downs of the industry and that's the adventure game category and uh you know it's a fine line between um Adventure games and role-playing games and even shooters these days. Uh, so it's an interesting category anymore. Um, and the one for this year was Assassin's Creed uh, Brotherhood. So uh, Billy, did you get to play that one, or was that was that not you?
0: Um, I just got around to the first Assassin's Creed like two months ago, so it wasn't
1: me. <laughs> Okay, okay. Uh maybe it was it might have been Shella. I'm trying I'm trying to remember uh who reviewed that one. But uh an interesting game and the interesting thing, Billy, which I think you'll find as you play the series, is that uh the first game this first Assassin's Creed, it's a decent game, but it's I don't know compared to the others, it's more or less like a concept of what can be done. I mean, the, the other games get so much better. So, um, so if you're not liking Assassin's Creed the original, hang in there because it gets better. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Kelly, any any controversy on that one from you?
2: Um, I say yeah, the. Later editions of Assassin's Creed were better than the first one. The first one didn't hold my attention that much. But Brotherhood kind of did a bit until they started doing the stupid races. I was like, don't make me do this. Uh, I don't care. I don't want to race. Yeah,
1: I know um – I know when Marie was reviewing uh, Disney Epic Mickey it was like um cuz that was another game that was nominated in that category and it was like this really cool adventure game with puzzles and things and then they made you go into like this platform jumping title and that was like uh, that's where I lost it that's that's what she said so I can see that um all right well uh, moving on to uh, best family game uh and uh this was an interesting thing Bejeweled 3 won for best family game Bejeweled 3 also won by the way for best puzzle game so it was one of the only games this year that was nominated in multiple categories and ended up winning multiple categories and Nate I know you uh, you looked at Bejeweled 3 What what is it about Bejeweled 3 that is so freaking amazing other than you know it's from PopCap who kind of knows how to make games.
3: Well the the simple fact here is that PopCap is to uh, to games to casual games what Pixar is to animated movies. They've raised the bar for everybody who wants to do these things. Mm. And if you can't catch up, it occurs to PopCap, well, I'm, I'm attributing something here, but it's not their problem if you don't put the time and effort into your casual games that they do. <laughs> but Bej- Bejeweled is a hypnotic game that you can sit there and play, and you look up and you realize... Uh, need to stop playing this and get to work and it's three in the afternoon <laughs> or three in the morning and you've been not gone
1: to yeah. bed that night so yeah <laughs> yeah and uh as far as votes goes um he, you know they they crush those categories too i mean they just they they have a legion of fans and kelly um i know you are a huge plants versus zombies fan but right? do you did you ever get into bejeweled too or or do you do you mostly fight zombies
2: <laughs> no, I do like the Bejeweled games too, and Bejeweled 3, I thought they added a lot more different aspects to it to where it kind of made it a new experience it's just the meditation one was hilarious where it guides you on staying calm and stuff. But yeah, it's definitely, I agree with Nate. It's a game that you will start playing and then you'll look up the clock and be like, holy hell, how many hours have passed?
1: <laughs> Deceptively simple. You're sort of, Oh, I'm just doing this simple little task. It's not like a, you know, a grand strategy game where you're like, okay, I build this factory and then I, then I upgrade this tank. I mean, you're just doing sort of, I mean, it's almost, it's not mindless, but you know what I mean? It's, it's very simple. And in your, in your mind that doesn't translate into lots and lots of time spent playing, <laughs> but it does. No, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you do end up spending a lot of time playing, and that the jewelry is even on Facebook. I'm like, my gosh, that just put the productivity level of how many people down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um all right, well um another game uh in the in the well the mobile category, we had the best mobile game and the winner of that was Cobra Command. Cobra Command is a remake of a Laserdisc game from the nineteen eighties. And uh I mean who would have thought that you'd be playing laserdisc games on your on your freaking iPod. I mean that's that that to me is pretty incredible. So um Kelly, I know you probably didn't get into Cobra Command. That was Todd's like favorite title, right?
2: Oh yeah, he was told me he's like, oh, I'm getting this. You can get it on your iPhone right now too. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: that's that's cool. Now, uh, in the next category, and Billy, I know you'd commented on this on the Facebook page, and that's the best online-only game. Now, mm-hmm. it is a little odd that Halo Reach won because obviously there's a really cool single-player game, but I th- I think. That says two things. One is that this was a really, really weak year for MMOs, which traditionally win that category. (laughs) I mean, the MMO scene is like, you know, it's WoW, and then it's like Lord of the Rings, and Dungeons and Dragons Online, and then it's like everybody else. And, and probably if you added up all of the Lord of the Rings players, and all of the Dungeons and Dragons Online players, you'd probably be less than half of the WoW players. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just a dominated market. So, and, and the other thing is that, you know, a lot of people bought Halo Reach just for the multiplayer. I mean I I don't know but but you were saying you thought that was that was kinda weird, right? Yeah, just I mean,
0: online only. It's like, well there's a really great single player game there and then i have to stop and think to myself i never played through single player i've only played multiplayer <laughs>
1: that's funny so yes um i i mean i think a lot of people did that i mean i i believe a lot of people bought the game just for just for the multiplayer i mean i don't i don't know do you play online with like the same group of people all the time billy or different people or
0: oh yeah same group of people a lot of times i mean we jump into you know other matches just at whims but a lot of times it's me and a Similar group of, you know, eight friends jumping around together. Well, do you know
1: how many of them played the single player game, or?
0: Uh, it's only even because I know of the single player game is because of them, and that's... Most of them got to play through it, and they at least completed it once. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right. Well, uh, moving on, we have the best peripheral, and this was the year of the peripheral. This was the big, you know. Some years we we go to E three, and you know, Nate Nate remembers the good old days when we used to go to E three, and and like the Xbox three hundred and sixty and the PS three would be coming out that year. And oh my God, I mean, those were some those were some crazy years when a new console comes out, right,
3: Nate? I I still remember driving in, up to the convention center in L A, and they. End- Uh, Nintendo unveiled the uh, big thing that said, and our console that will be coming out next year will be called the Wii. (laughs) And you and I are like, Oh, well, Nintendo's decided to lose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, which, yeah. which shows how much we know. Oh, and that's true. Well, I thought it was the World War II. I didn't know, understand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> kind of an odd choice for a Japanese company, to but whatever. Um, but anyway, well, this year, my, my point was, and yes, I do have one, is that these, uh, these giant peripherals, which are fairly expensive, um, came out, and it was almost like a console launch. There were so many cool, amazing peripherals. I mean, the Wii... Um, fixed their uh, their Wiimote with the little addition thing, and that was that was kind of like the appetizer. And then you had this monster battle between uh, Microsoft Kinect and PlayStation Move. And I think the 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 winner this year, the Microsoft Kinect, reflects the fact that at least in sales and so forth, the Kinect is kicking the crap out of out of the Move. And, and Kelly, you you've had a chance to play with the Kinect. I mean, do you think that this was a deserving award?
2: Oh, yeah. It's definitely considering you have nothing in your hands when you're playing with the Connect, where with the move, you still got stuff in your hands, and that's the point, is you are the controller with Kinect. And it's very responsive, and you can see in the games, too, where they're fine-tuning it. Mm,
1: getting better. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine they've only scratched the surface of that capability.
2: Oh, definitely. And it's a very fun peripheral and one peripheral that you will get that will have you rearranging your living room or wherever you have your Xbox at several times. <laughs>
1: Very cool, very cool. And, uh, Nate, I, that might even, that might even interest you. I know you're always looking for innovation. Well, you, you can't get more innovative than making your body the controller for a game, I guess. It's a little creepy. <laughs> it's one, <laughs> it's once, I, I was just saying it's I one step before we jack into the Matrix
3: ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, I mean, this, this, like the, the Wiimote, this is really early days for this kind of, uh, this kind of technology. And we really only have, like you said, scratched the surface where we'll be in five years. We're going to look back and say, wow, we voted that, you know, peripheral of the year. But, you know, Microsoft connects, you know, five or whatever it is, you know, actively goes down to the store and gets you a soda pop when you need it.
1: Very cool. Download Cheez-Its now. (laughs) Yeah,
3: exactly. And I mean. This is it's early times for this sort of technology, and I'm glad they won because it is innovative. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm really looking forward to see what the next couple of iterations of this is like from all the companies because they're just going to be trying to top each other. Oh yeah, you know. Waggle your eyebrow, coming something. I can't
1: wait till you plug in like a, a, you know, like a drip bag from the hospital of like nutrients and stuff, so you can don't have to leave your game for like a long period of time. That'll be nice. So and and this this controller turns you into David Lee Roth, circa 1981. <laughs> yeah, very cool. And that's a great segue to the next category because we already talked about the puzzle game and how Bejeweled is kicking butt. So we'll skip that and we'll go right to the uh, best rhythm and music game. And this is a game. This is a category that Kelly I know was giggling so freaking happy that the winner of that category was the Cancelled by Activision Guitar Hero Warriors of Rock. Kelly? Oh, yes.
2: Yeah. Very excited. Very happy. I mean, because I like the RPG element, so it wasn't just this regular run in the mill like... Music game where you play this song, play this song. You're this band, okay? Go here. You went to this club, okay? Now do this. It's blah, boring. <laughs> so, they put that whole RPG element to where you have powers that you can select, and you can do different things, and you've got a storyline, a real storyline <laughs> to unlock the demon gods of course my brain is rusty on it <laughs> but yeah it was really good and i had to wonder i was like i was shocked actually very very shocked.
1: well here's something that will blow your mind even more because I'm, I'm just looking at the vote counts that game in that category won that category by more of a margin than any other game in any other category so it, it got like 70 almost 80% of the vote for that category. So, I mean, people... I don't know, do you think that there was some element of it being a sympathy vote since the the game was canceled, or...?
2: Very possible. Mm. Very possible. I like how uh, Guitar Hero, how they're working it now, to where they're just putting it on the shelf and canceling it for now, but we may bring it back in the future when we... Figure out a way to re innovate.
1: Oh, maybe they're new coking us. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. It's interesting. Alright, uh best RPG, uh tough category. So many good RPGs this year. And Billy, what do you think about the choice of Fallout New Vegas as the best RPG? I I know I it, not agree. Oh, it beat your Final Fantasy, didn't it?
0: It it did. It beat uh I mean it's the Western styled RPG beating the eastern styled, but I mean I don't know. I guess I didn't think Fallout New Vegas was All that great. It it was Fallout 3 just... Slightly different. I guess undisnified as some people put it.
1: Right, right. I feel I put it that way. I, I don't know. I've, oh, yeah, okay. I, yeah. I voted for, I voted for Fall. I mean, it was tough for me because I had never played a Final Fantasy before. So I played, uh, when I played Final Fantasy thirteen. I was, I was pretty blown away by it. I mean, the, the looks and everything. But I think you're right. I think it's that Western versus that Eastern style. And I just, you know, I, I, I liked the, the Eastern style, but it got into too much of a grind, I guess, for me. So after about, 40 hours of play, I kind of got a little bored with it. Whereas with Fallout New Vegas, man, I can just pick it up and start doing headshots. You know, it just makes me. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I think there was probably a lot to it. But um, but Fallout um, we will we'll get to um, F- Final Fantasy did win in a category which I think it deserved in, which we'll get to in a bit. Um, but let's move on to uh, best shooter, and that was Call of Duty Black Ops. Uh Kelly, were you a Black Ops player? I know you played just about every shooter on the planet.
2: Yeah, I I have got it. I have not went through the entire campaign and it's killed me. Mm. This is one thing where school schedules, like, okay, GPA or Black Ops. And I went for GPA. So, but yeah, now on spring break and stuff, I'm definitely going to be cracking into it.
1: Okay, well, so few gamers do pick uh, do do pick the uh, GPA option. <laughs> but uh, so, Billy, did your did your multiplayer folks get into Black Ops at all? I know that was like sort of that was another one where the multiplayer was like sort of the star of the show. I only have
0: two friends, actually, that really care for Black Ops all that much, or the Call of Duty series in general, <laughs> and surprisingly enough, um, one of them was actually just turned off by the idea of Black Ops. He didn't like the I, – I believe Black Ops had the diving feature. Uh, where you could jump forward
1: and yeah, I think so. Well, it had um, yeah. I don't know. Th- I mean, I I didn't get to play it. I just read Todd's review and it sounded pretty neat. Like you get to meet President Kennedy and all that stuff. That was kind of neat. But um, and the commercials were amazing. I loved the like the Jimmy Kimmel commercial where you know the hot dog vendor yeah. is like shooting everybody and stuff. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. But you know, it's it's nice to see um it's nice to see a, a Call of Duty in there because uh, it's it's it was neat. They tried to stretch the genre a bit and and um you know, some people obviously thought they did a good job. So all right, moving on to best simulation, uh, and I know Nate. I know you had a quote about uh, the simulation. So, um, I mean, what do you think about uh, RailWorks Train Simulator um, winning the uh, best simulation title? I know uh, there's an awful lot of model train people out there, and this is kind of like the next version of
3: that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've been a fan of Rails for a long time. I mean, I used to build those things when I was like seven, <laughs> and this is this is simply both a great game and a great uh, rail simulator. Mm. If you're big, if you're big on rails, you're going to be perfectly happy with this, <laughs> and you should go out and play it. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, there there, there hasn't been a rail simulation released in the last twenty years. Mm-hmm that I that I haven't played until the disk's melted in the drive. <laughs> I know and, you, and
1: that is actually true because uh Nate and I used to Billy you talk about playing online. Um Nate and I used to play Railroad Tycoon 3 online. That was our game. We'd get together and go head to head on Railroad Tycoon 3.
3: Okay. So except, except you never won. Except for I never <laughs> Ever won I hated playing you <laughs> some somebody doesn't understand economics I know apparently,
1: <laughs> well, yes, you proved that you were the money guy every time we played because I was building these fantastic railroads, and you were building these profitable empires, so there's a little bit yeah, of the he's
3: he's building the railroads, and I'm buying the businesses that uh he's promoting by building the railroad. <laughs> so every time he, he built something, I just went behind him and bought up all the little businesses that he was bringing supplies. To yeah. It was... So he, he made money. I made money. And on my rail set, I made money and I made money. Yeah, he... And then he's like, why am I poor? And I'm like, because 'Cause you're a sucker, man. Yeah, but
1: he always offered to buy my railroad for half what it was worth to get me out of debt, so that was nice. Um, <laughs> but Railworks was more of Railworks is more of a you know actually driving the trains and stuff. So that that yeah yeah no so it's, it's great. It's great. Um, all right, so for best sports game we have the NBA 2K11. Um, you know I. Th- I looked at that game, um, because I'm not really a sports guy too much, but my god, I mean, I don't know what kind of black magic they put into that game, but it just looks like you've got real people running around inside your TV. I could not believe how freaking realistic it looks. I mean, I'm usually amazed at like when the football games come out, like when Madden comes out and how they look and stuff, but this game... Uh, I mean it's amazing. It's it's like photorealistic practically. And I'm playing and I'm like, "Wow, I could almost convince myself that I could go play basketball all 5'10" of me." <laughs> so so I I guess if it it makes short people feel like basketball stars, then that's a that's a pretty cool thing. So All right, uh best strategy game was Sid Meier's Civilization 5. Uh, I think that was a very deserving uh um award and um uh, nate did you get a chance to i know you're a civ head did you get a chance to try five yet
3: i did i did try it it's very good i mean it's, it's a brand extension don't get me wrong mm-hmm. people know what people know what they're going to get when they get a civilization game mm-hmm. but the reason it's like that is that for 20 years sid meyer has effectively said behold you may simulate the world <laughs> and and Each time, people are like, wow, that was awesome. He can't top it. And then, well, okay, he does. Yeah, and uh, it was it. What it it really proves is Sid is smarter than all of us put together. True, true. Well, I – and you should hear him play
1: piano. He's brilliant. Oh, I didn't know that. But the um mm-hmm. the uh the review that Greg did, Greg was kind of a mixed of mixed uh emotions of course he he acknowledged it was a great game, but what Sid what Civ Sid did with Civ was that he made it sort of he dumbed it down, I guess, or simplified it, it would be the more correct word, I guess, so that anybody can play it. Like with Civ four, you really had to like you know, be like Nate and, like, understand economics and stuff and really, like, you could really tweak your cities. With Civ five, pretty much anybody can pick it up and play it and have and have a decent time. So all the hardcore Civ players were, like, kind of left out, I guess, a little bit. But the people who are sort of more casual gamers or even, like, you know, don't really get into a single title like myself um, really loved it. So I think that was, I think that's the way to go and I think that's the way you'll see more and more games
3: going. You got to You've got to appreciate and review a game for what it is, not what you thought it should be. <laughs> because they're not designing specifically for you. Mm. And not every game is designed for your particular demographic. So I understood the complaint some people had. I just didn't think they were just. right. Well, uh, obviously the
1: vote uh, agreed, with, um, agreed with you, Nate. All right, so best environment. Uh, Billy, why don't you tell us what the best environment game was? Final Fantasy XIII. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it was a really ugly game, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Beautiful.
0: Really, really beautiful. <laughs> yeah,
1: when I when I put that into my uh, PlayStation 3, and it started running for the first time, and you're watching the intro movie, the freaking intro movie in 1080p, I was just like, this is the most beautiful thing that I think I've ever seen from a game. And the, and the, <laughs> and the game is just like that throughout the whole thing, isn't it?
0: Oh, yeah, I mean... I, I was so happy. My experience with Final Fantasy XIII was my friend went out and bought an HD, a 32-inch HD TV just to play it. <laughs> and then went out partying and left it at my apartment for, like, weeks at a time. So I was just like, this
1: is wonderful. <laughs> That's really cool. How many hours do you think it took you to solve the game, finally? Oh, jeez. I got... I was, like, 48 um, hours before I got to the planet,
0: you know? <laughs> I think I was around 40 or 50 hours. I did it all in... About a weekend because it was a challenge my friend gave me was to beat the game within a weekend. Oh, okay. so,
2: oh that's cruel. <laughs> hey, I showed him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did it.
1: All right. So Billy won his beer money and Final Fantasy 13 won a very deserving Best Environment in a tight category too, um, and that just shows you how 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 just amazing. I I mean I can't say enough about. I I would if there was a Final Fantasy 13 like art gallery in a museum. I would visit it to see how good, how to see the art again. It's just, it's really good. I mean, it, it almost looked hand drawn, didn't it, Billy? I mean, some of the stuff. Yeah, and that's,
0: uh, I don't know. I like, I like the fact that they're doing. Um, oh wow, I'm completely losing the names of people. <laughs> well, whenever they switched the art designer from the character designer from six to seven, mm-hmm. was a drastic difference because from one through uh, six, all of the characters are very feminine looking, mm-hmm. even the men. And then they switched over to the the other guy. Oh, geez, he's the brainchild behind the Kingdom Hearts series, and I can't remember his name right
1: now. Oh, that's okay. Well, I know the uh, oh well. Yeah, the guys are the guys are pretty darn buff in 13. So, and the girls are still pretty, yeah. so that's cool. <laughs>
0: though I'm not really excited for its sequel, to be honest.
1: Oh, that's the one I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, uh, I hate Lightning though.
0: Yeah, that's
1: true. Well, we'll <laughs> see how it goes. I like lightning.
3: You know, know, it hates you, too, Bill. (laughs) I'm sure it does. (laughs) We we got storms coming through town tonight. I'd stay inside. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. um,
1: Best soundtrack. um, You know, Grand Theft Auto always sneaks in somehow, some way or another. So Grand Theft Auto episodes from Liberty City, uh, one for best soundtrack. Um, Kelly, did you get to play any of the episodes from Liberty City?
2: I don't believe so. Okay. But I always liked the GTA soundtracks anyway. I think that was the only soundtrack, game soundtrack I've ever actually purchased Mm -hmm. was, uh, I think it was GTA 4, I believe. I actually got it because I was like, man, I just love all these love these songs. I was like, let's just buy the soundtrack.
1: Well, and then soundtrack, as Todd pointed out in his review, soundtrack in- includes, you know, all the sound, you know, just in, in the game. Like, for example, the-, the the Grand Theft Auto series in general, they have, like, their own internet and they have their own TV stations, which, you know, the audio from the TV would be considered a soundtrack. And Todd, when he reviews a Grand Theft Auto game, he will take an entire day, And not play the game, or I mean, he'll be playing the game, but he won't do any of the missions. He'll just sit and watch every TV channel through, and then listen to all the radio stations straight through. And, um, you know, it's amazing that there's a game that you can do that, and take an entire day just to enjoy the peripheral stuff. So, yeah, well, well deserved on the soundtrack.
2: It's amazing folks, anybody the, has the time to do that,
1: you know. Yeah, folks, folks, don't, don't emulate him. <laughs> I don't know, it's kind of neat. I, I, I will sit and watch the TV in Grand Theft Auto for a little while, you know, at least once. I like to see some of the shows. Alright, uh, moving on to the best DS game, and this was another one where PopCap won, and that was Bejeweled Twist. So, uh, Kelly, did you get a chance to look at, at Twist, or, or Billy, you have a DS. Is that, is that anyone that you got to look at? no the uh the reviewer for that um loved it said it was really cool um, and it sort of it sort of reminded me of what you were saying Kelly where um they added a bunch of new game modes so it wasn't just the same old you know gem gem match 3 type thing it was a whole bunch of like neat neat things there was even a, like a f- extreme fruit mode where <laughs> where you had to select fruit and things like that so it was kind of it was kind of neat to see to see that um, and then for best expansion pack or DLC, um, that was another one that uh, Billy and I, you, you and I like that one. That was Dragon Age Awakening. Um, so I, I assume you're ha- pretty happy, Billy, that Awakening won. Um, I'm
0: happy, but it also leads me to believe it's going to be good when I finally get to it because I'm slowly working through the Dragon Age. Origins expansions and I currently have Awakening and Golems of Amarok left to do. Ah, okay. So, well, I'm excited for it, but I wanted to save like the biggest best expansion for last and now I'm just I haven't got a chance to play it yet.
1: <laughs> well I did play Awakening and I will tell you it's really cool. It's a standalone storyline and it um the neat thing about it was it um well, besides, you don't have to have the first game, but you can import the events from the other game, is um, it does sort of like what the Bejeweled people were doing. It adds new stuff to the game because you become the lord of this castle. And then some of the stuff you have to do is like castle management, like you know, deciding should you give money to the starving peasants or put the extra money into your military and stuff like that and the choices you make as an advisor as running your kingdom actually changes the gameplay and what and what happens. So that's kinda cool. And that's a new thing for the Dragon Age series. So I thought that was a well deserved award. Uh best PC game, StarCraft two Wings of Liberty. That was um Todd was the biggest fan of that. And uh in fact uh Kelly wasn't didn't he tell you he um he went and bought like a PC again <laughs> so he could play this game? Or it was a Mac it was a Mac I think. Yeah. It was a new
2: because yeah, he owns a MacBook now. Well but I didn't know if he I can't remember if he was playing it on his Mac or his
1: laptop well this was kind of um this was kind of a this was kind of a thing where it was um almost like redemption for us because the original starcraft 2 when it was out it did not win any game of the year awards and i always thought they kind of got shafted on that so it's nice to see that um starcraft 2 comes along and our voters and readers have redeemed themselves and picked it as the pc <laughs> game of the year so yes Go way to go guys <laughs> we, we we've achieved redemption um, on the PlayStation 3, the Game of the Year, which I voted for and would have voted for many, many times if I could, it was Heavy Rain. Uh Kelly, you're finally getting to play Heavy Rain. What do, you, what do you think? Is that a is that a Game of the Year title?
2: Oh, yeah. I'm having a lot of fun with it. The storyline, it's so neat. It's like, it's like I'm inside of a movie. This is so cool. <laughs> yeah. But I'm telling you, with those little kids, I want... Wanted to, so bad, get in one of those little harness things and have them, like, tethered to my hand.
1: Because you, know? <laughs> you know something... <laughs> you wanted...
2: You want to run up to him and be like, "Listen, you little twat." <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know something bad is going to happen. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. But I mean, just the just the interactions that you get with your kids is amazing in that game. I like um like uh when you're sitting at home with your kid and you're the playing the father and your kid's sick and you have the option to like go up into the medicine cabinet and get him some medicine, or um you have the option of like you know making a healthy dinner or a not healthy dinner, and there's all these different options. And uh, it was funny because I was watching my wife play and. She she, like, got the kid medicine and got him a blanket and did all this stuff. And she's like, what? And I'm, like, all surprised. She's like, what, you didn't do that? I'm like, no, I went out back. I was shooting basketball hoops this whole time in the backyard. I didn't even realize the kid was sick. So it's, it's <laughs> definitely interesting to see how different people play that game and the different things that can happen. And as a roadmap, it really shows us, you know, where, where we can go. And I, and I hope to see many more games like that in the future. On the uh, PSP, for best PSP game, we have Tekken 6. Uh, Billy, that was one of yours, right? Um, I've I Actually, no, I
0: didn't review the game, but that's probably for the best <laughs> because I, I hate the Tekken series. Oh, I okay. think that it's a horrible series. I've never been able to make the characters flow or do what I wanted them to do. <laughs> <laughs> on the on a side note, I love Soul Calibur though.
1: Interesting. <laughs> we'll wait till we have the Tekken Six versus Soul Calibur team and we'll see what happens. So it it'll happen one day, you'll see. Um but uh, I think the cool thing about the Tekken Six series, at least according to the reviews, is that uh if you liked, you know, Tekken Six on the big console, that the the port to the PlayStation uh, PlayStation Portable was really good. And you had a lot of the same stuff. And a lot of times I guess that doesn't happen. So it was nice to see that, you know, people on the PSP got the same kind of good experience. So. Alright, uh, the best Wii game was GoldenEye 007, um, 007, you know, Bond, Mr. James Bond. And, uh, I thought that was kind of a no-brainer because, uh, I never got to play the original on the Nintendo 64. <gasps> I know. Well, I never owned a Nintendo 64. Oh God! <laughs> Stop throwing rocks at me. But uh, but I I would go to like conventions and stuff, and I'd see people playing like Mario 64 and stuff, and I'd be like, man, that is so cool. I wish I could get one, but I just never got around to it. Um, but but Billy, what was what was Goldeneye like on the on the original that made it so good? It was that four player split screen, right?
0: That's exactly what it was, and I'm um, looking back on it. I don't know how I enjoyed playing that game with the C buttons, <laughs> but I mean, whenever I was, I was, jeez, I was a kid whenever it came out, and it was, it was very much just killing your friends in the most satisfactory way you could, and the blood ran down the screen, <laughs> and even though it was like a kind of adult-ish game, all of the parents were like, "Oh, it's James Bond. Kids can play that."
1: So <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, Kelly. You had a similar experience, I take it. <laughs>
2: I've been wanting to get this for the Wii just so I could go over to um my mother-in-law's where my niece's Wii is set up <laughs> to play it because I had so much so many good memories playing the original and uh, on 64 Yeah, from
1: the review uh that uh, Marie did she said that uh the the it was a very faithful i mean they updated it obviously they went from uh Pierce Brosnan to uh was it Timothy Dalton i think uh or not Timothy Dalton who who the who the modern Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig thank you thank you very much yeah. movie guy i don't know why i said Timothy Dalton the worst bond ever but uh no Daniel Craig who's amazing and so they updated it you know and it's a little bit harsher of a game but but the core gameplay is there so so i'm sure we gamers are quite happy with GoldenEye 007 uh Okay, now here's one. Uh We've got three categories left. Uh Well, the last of the main category awards is the Xbox 360 Game of the Year, and that is Mass Effect 2. Um, Kelly, what do you think about that? I mean, that was a tough category, and I was a little surprised to see Mass Effect in there. Not that I don't think it deserved it, but what, what did you think?
2: Yeah, because I didn't vote for it.
1: <laughs> but shoot, I've never,
2: I've never went through the, the whole game. Just I was like, "eh, I'm bored." <laughs> <laughs> um, uh,
1: I liked it. Now I, you know, I I can't comment on the 360 version because I I only picked it up when it came out for the the PS3. But I assume the game is pretty much identical through the platforms. Um, the what I liked about it was um, not so much the shooter elements. The shooter elements, which were were cool and all, but the um. What I liked about it was the the interaction with your crew. I mean, the fact that all your crew had problems and you could go to planets and help them or you didn't have to. And then there was, of course, the romance options, which I I always think is interesting because we never get enough, like, adult romance type stuff in games, you know, it's sort of like an afterthought a lot of times. And I don't know, I, f- I felt, uh, I played it all the way through and, and I felt it was, it was neat for a, it wasn't really an open world, but it made you think you were in an open world because you could fly to almost any planet and land on some of them and stuff, so. I don't know, I thought it was pretty cool. I felt like a Captain Kirk, so, that well, was a good thing. Um, and I think that it didn't hurt that it was an Xbox exclusive title, but they came out with the PC, I mean the PS3 version, uh, right when we were starting to vote for the Game of the Year stuff. So there was a lot of, it was in people's minds, I think. So pe- I think pe- a lot of people thought, oh, I remember when I played that on the 360 and that was really cool when they voted for it. So um it also picked up enough votes to win the runner up. For the game of the year, which was interesting, and now the overall game of the year. Uh, and uh, Billy, I'll let I'll let you announce it. You've been kind of quiet. What was the overall game of the year? Uh, Red Dead Redemption,
0: which I know nothing about because I've never played. <laughs>
1: okay, you were a terrible choice. Uh, I know. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll switch. We'll switch over to Kelly since I don't think Nate was uh, out being a cowboy too much this year. <laughs> but Kelly, what do you what did you think? Was that was that the the choice that should have been made for game of the year.
2: Well, it wasn't the one I picked, of course, but it was <laughs> again because I kind of got into it a little bit. I've gotten got into a little bit more with Undead because anytime you throw zombies in the mix, you've all automatically gained my attention Probably. for longer than five
1: minutes. Oh, of course, so. I mean, what, what did Billy say? Zombies automatically adds a letter grade. I think something. <laughs>
2: yeah. So. But in the end, I was just like, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was nice. But it was Western. Yeah. <laughs> so, just not a fan of the Western series.
1: For, for me, it was because um, I usually well, – here's how I vote for Game of the Year. I vote straight up on what game I played the most with, um how many hours I spent playing the game. If it was the one that I spent the most time with then that's the one I vote for. And that was Fallout New Vegas, actually. But my problem with Fallout New Vegas on the PS3 is it was so buggy, and it I can't play for more than, like, if I play for two hours without the game crashing, that's a good thing. So I couldn't really see me voting for a game that, even though I loved it, I couldn't see me voting for a game that had that many flaws. So then the second was Red Dead Redemption, and I spent a lot of hours with it. And I will say that the... um, the characterization, um, like the, I liked the character like Bonnie, who runs the ranch. She was like my one of my favorite video game characters of all time. I thought she was really cool. I liked her better than the main character. Um, and I just, you know, it was it was a good blend of action. But if you wanted to just go out and hunt skunks or something or whatever, you could. So, you know, that was that was neat. So, and it was nice to see people said that. Uh, Rockstar couldn't do a, a non-Grand Theft Auto title. And it was nice to see that, you know, they did this and it did it really well. So so that was the game of the year. So those are our games of the year. Um, uh, Nate, do you want to say anything about, uh, um, do you want to uh, thank the people that voted? We had almost 50,000 votes this year.
3: Well, sure, sure. It's always glad to to be able to connect and represent the readers properly. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons we started, gen you know, a million years ago so we didn't think much of the uh other magazines that were out there. I mean, sure, they're popular and they're moving them, but they're really just shills for the industry. Mm-hmm. We, on the other hand, just like to represent people and sort of tootle about in our world and <laughs> – Well,
1: it's nice because I mean, and I'm sure Kelly and and Billy would agree that when you see like a feature come out in a magazine or something like Ten Greatest Games of All Time, or we just had it with that Smithsonian exhibit where it was like these are the games that we think deserve to be in the Smithsonian, and everybody's like, what the f were they smoking? They forgot this, or they didn't add this, you know? (laughs) So at least we can say, you know, we let the public vote, you know. So we're all about the public vote versus the electoral college, I guess. So
2: (laughs) it's the biggest thing, like on campus and stuff. And I'm telling them, hey, you all need to subscribe to us. You can vote in the game of the years. I said, you don't realize you get to nominate. <laughs> we don't tell you these are your choices. You get to actually nominate them. Mm-hmm. Then you get a vote. The highest nominations goes up there, and then you get a vote on your favorite. And they're like, wow,
1: <laughs> we get to do it all. So... Uh- I guess that's it for this week. Uh, Those are your Games of the Year choices. Thanks to everybody who uh, voted. And uh, may all the games that you play be Game of the Year titles. Take care, everyone.